0: Hi, Rich Tong here again. How are you doing? I'm trying yet another equalization thing on my podcast. First of all, I want to apologize for not uh, getting back to you guys um, over the last month. I've been busy and I've also lost traction. So sorry, sorry about that. Well, what do we have to talk about today? Well, people keep asking me why I'm doing this thing. And I just wanted to say it's really for fun. And it's also to share some knowledge. So I thought I'd just go through the last week of posts and have some comments about it. And uh, if you guys have any questions, you can always send it to me. The email is rich at tongfamily.com. Just send it along there. I've got it running on everything except Apple right now. I'm not quite sure why. Anchor.fm said they were going to send it over there, and they did it for everything but Apple. But hopefully that'll get fixed shortly. But in the meantime, here's the news. So uh, I've been trying to get up a couple businesses going and I've got a few problems and I thought I'd cover some of them. Uh, we use Namecheap for almost all of our domain name stuff because it's got a large number of uh, top level domain, domains or TLDs and um, it's got a really great search function. But in trying to make it work, I've had some problems with the so-called .ai domains. So .ai is a really popular domain name now because let's face it, machine learning is everything. And normally what I do is I just uh, go to AWS Route 53, create a new hosted uh, zone, which is their kind of funny name for a domain. And then you get a set of four kind of weird domains that they use to uh, distribute their name service and then you just stick it into Namecheap. And then usually after an hour or so, it all works, and this time it didn't. So I'm trying to figure out whether or not AWS, which doesn't formally support Diet AI, has some problem. I'm Not quite sure, so I deleted the whole thing and started again, and I'll give you an update later as to whether it works or not. In the meantime, I also use DigitalOcean and I've got that ready as a backup. Now, if you're also starting a new business, you might want to think about how you keep your passwords. The way I do it is uh, with something called 1Password. Uh, They have actually a nice thing for small startup called their family plan. Now, this is a low-cost plan for obviously families, but it also works for a little business with less than five people. So what you do is you you create a master account and then everyone becomes quote-unquote a family member, which is kind of cute. And then uh, you get these shared vaults, which is what they call what you use when you don't um, when you have basically a password you wanna share. Now what's been happening with me is that when I try to do this on my Mac, it just hangs. But going to uh, the forums, I discovered that actually there's a bug, and if you've got 1Password version 7.4.2 or older, then two-factor authentication doesn't work from the Mac App Store version. This is one of these strange things about app distribution on the PC. Uh, Usually there's a place to download it online, and then if you're willing to pay Apple some money, you can put it in the Mac App Store. Now, I kind of like the Mac App Store because they're signed, you know where it came from, you don't have to worry about viruses and so forth. So I, by default, try to use the Mac App Store. But in this case, uh, you have to get to version 7.4.3 so that two-factor authentication works properly. So give that a call if you've got a problem. By the way, if you are using the Mac App Store, and on a Mac, uh, I really recommend you use this utility called MAS, M-A-S. And what you could do it is feed it um, the Mac App Store ID, and then it'll just do an update, and upgrade, and so forth. Really nice because you can remember what's actually on your machine. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about with uh, 1Password is there is a little bit of strangeness with the way you deal with families. Uh, I hit this bug twice now, and here's the problem. Uh, when you have a family account, what you do is you create the, you know, basically the uh, the parent, and then you start inviting people in your family to it. Uh, this is sort of the usual thing. You choose invite, it sends an email to them, they log on, and everything looks fine, but you can't see any of the shared family accounts or vaults, as they call them. It turns out that if you wait, look carefully, you have to actually go back as an administrator to your administrative account and choose accept when someone logs on and then they can see the vault. So pretty weird and strange, uh, but I thought I'd uh, remind everybody about that. Now, one of the things that um, people have been asking me about is what are you reading? Well, I actually have a list of books that people recommend to me. I intend to do it for videos too, but I haven't quite figured that out yet. Now, the URL is long and horrible and complicated because I use the Amazon wish list. But if you go to um, uh, tonfamily.com and look there, you'll see a wish list that has everything from, let's see, Company Man by John Rizzo, which is about 30 years of him working at the CIA, all the way to The Body, A Guide for Occupants by Bill Bryson, which is basically how to live longer. Um, My friend uh Josh gave me a great hint on winning the story wars about how telling the stories is the way to win and uh, there's even something called Healing of America by TR Reed just a whole collection of books uh that are wonderful and varied and just show hey man I got a lot of people, interesting people that I hang out with well what else is there let's see I hope you can't hear the 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 uh, the mouse going back and forth here. It's not supposed to do that, but let me know if you hear it. The second thing is uh, transferring domains around. Now, basically when we buy a domain, we're pretty haphazard about it. I mean to be better about it. Um, As I said, I use Namecheap quite a bit for this, but you can also use other services. For instance, GoDaddy is a popular one. Uh, Transferring domain names is actually sort of complicated. Uh, There's a protection thing, so if you're moving from GoDaddy to Namecheap, for instance, you've got to turn off the protection, uh, which basically prevents a domain from being lost out from under you. And then there is a sort of a magic code you need that uh, Namecheap's going to demand. I actually find it pretty hard to figure out where these things are. Um, They always are sort of hidden in the UI, and actually using Google is the best way to do it. So if I want to transfer to Namecheap, I just type, I Google Namecheap transfer. Or you can look at our website in the February 16th um, version where I go through it in detail. Now one small note is that uh, it takes about 60 days if you create a new domain to transfer it and that's for uh, obvious security reasons. So if you're gonna buy a domain, just make sure it's in the right place before you, unless you want to, don't want to need to use it immediately. Uh, last thing I wanted to cover was um, multi-site WordPress now when we're creating a new system or a new company uh, We use multi-site WordPress because it's not that expensive. It's also something always available But it's not super comp- easy actually to get it all running properly. So I just wanted to go through the ste- some of the steps um, so for instance if you're going to um, say use Namecheap as your uh, domain registrar and you've got a n- new brand new domain and you're using DigitalOcean for your multi-site, which is the way I do it, then you have to go to Namecheap and go to that custom domain section and uh, type in ns1.digitalocean.com and ns2.digitalocean.com, and then go to DigitalOcean and go to their network section. For some reason, that's really unintuitive for me. And then you've got to add uh, the new name in. Now, what's really unintuitive about this is the droplet's got the multi-site WordPress. You've got to SSH into it, because there's some work that has to be done on the command line. There's this magic utility called CertBot. If you just type CertBot in to your SSL connection, it's gonna figure out which, what the new domain is and give you some new SSL certificates. Uh, now, the big trick uh, there is that you've gotta have all that stuff set up. In a separate post, I'll kinda of cover how to get that done, but that's basically the quick uh, instructions. Uh, The second thing is uh, you want to get mail running on this brand new domain and um, so you go to G Suite which is what we use and Google Suite is actually really awesome for startups because it lets you have all kinds of different domains pointing to the same accounts. There's one big trick though. When you first want to add a new domain they ask you this sort of funny question, do you want an add-on domain or domain alias? Uh, And they really don't explain what it means. Well, it's a pretty important thing that you get that right because if you don't, you gotta start all over again. So what's a domain alias? Well, a domain alias is when you've got a wonderful company name like foobar.com and you find an amazing, amazing three-letter domain somewhere and you wanna change it to say new.com. Um, if you add as a domain alias, that is exactly what happens. Basically, everyone in your little company has an address at the old.com and the new.com. But let's say that um, you don't want that direct placement. In fact, you've got the system where you want some people to have an alias on one side and some people to have an alias on another. In that case, you definitely want to choose add-on domain. What this does is uh, you have to manually assign things. So say I want to be at rich at new.co.one and Someone else wants to be at, uh, say, phil at newcode.2, you can do it that way. So it's very convenient if you've got multiple people or in multiple sites. Now, one of the confusing parts about this whole thing is that you've got to make sure that you verify your domains. That's actually not super, super easy. What needs to happen is, uh, typically, Google needs to have a domain record. It's basically a TXT record that you add as a GUID so that that Google knows that you actually own the domain. So uh, you have to go to verify, and then you go back to DigitalOcean, and then you add that record, and then you've gotta wait a long time for that TXT record to propagate through the internet. Uh, I actually usually have to wait a couple hours. They say you have to, have to wait up to seven days. Uh, for me, it's been as fast as five minutes and as long as 12 hours. Uh, Now once that verification happens, things are great. You can go back to DigitalOcean and they actually have a little button when you want to add an MX record and it adds all the Google MX records which is the way you do name transfer and does that properly. So that's a quick look at how you can make that all happen. Well, that's about all I have time for today. I really appreciate you spending a little time with me. I'm gonna cover some other things. Um, We'll probably talk about building PCs, which has been super fun. Uh, Just so so you know, we built a uh, $7,000 computer uh, last week, which was pretty interesting. And uh, we'll spend a little more time on that. But those are some tips on creating your own business. Uh, Let me know in the comments uh, what you think. I'll keep working at this. The sessions will get a little longer as I get more experience, but thanks a lot.